You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Man of Steel. Goodbye, my son. My hopes and dreams travel with you. You'll be an outcast. I'll kill him. How? He'll be a god to them. child dreamed of becoming something other than what society had intended? What if a child aspired to something greater? My son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. You're the answer, son. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe. Can I just keep pretending I'm your son? You are my son. And I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. How do you find someone who has spent a lifetime covering his tracks? For some, he was a guardian angel. For others, a ghost who never quite fit in. You will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. Your son is safe. I will find him! My father believed if the world found out who I really was, they'd reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. What do you think? What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's an S. How about... All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Man of Steel, and the story is as follows. With the imminent destruction of Krypton, their home planet, Jor-El and his wife seek to preserve their race by sending their infant son to Earth. The child spacecraft lands at the farm of Jonathan and Martha Kent, who name him Clark and raise him as their own son. Though his extraordinary abilities have led to the adult Clark on the living fringe of society, he finds he must become a hero to save those he loves from a dire threat. The film is starring Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Kevin Costner, Diane Lane, Lawrence Fishburne, and Russell Crowe. It is directed by Zack Snyder, written by David S. Goyer. Here to join me today for this Patreon podcast review, I have Nicole Ackman. Hi, everyone. Lauren LaMagna. It's not a bird or a plane. <laughs> Danilo Castro. <laughs> hey, everybody. And Dan Baer. The world's too big, Mom. So make it smaller. <laughs> all right. Back where it all started. Not that long ago, actually. 2013, I believe it was, when Man of Steel first came out. And this was the birth 
of the DCEU, something that has occupied its place in pop culture for better or worse over the last couple of years. And we all have Zack Snyder to thank for it. So thank you, Zack. A filmmaker that I have to admit I have mixed feelings on. I feel like he's done some good stuff and I feel like he's done some middling stuff and I think he's done some pretty poor stuff. And, you know, we can get into a whole discussion about fans of the DCEU and the quality of these movies, its comparison to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe Martin Scorsese will come up in conversation. I don't know. (laughs) But what we are here to talk about is we're here to talk about this individual movie. And I have to admit, on this most recent rewatch of it, I was not nearly as negative on it as I thought I was going to be. Of course, this was Henry Cavill's first outing as the Man of Steel, otherwise known as Superman. So, everyone, let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about your history with the character of Superman, your history with Zack Snyder, your history with Man of Steel, starting off first with Lauren LaMagna. So... I normally refer to myself as the token comic book nerd of NVP. So I'll say that I have an extensive history with Superman. My dad grew up with the comics and grew up with those movies from like the 60s and the 70s. And then me and my brother would watch the Justice League cartoons and all that stuff. And we had the TV show cartoons and the comics themselves. So I know this guy. I know this character. So... We were, both me and my brother were very excited that he was going to get another reimagining, especially after the height of Avengers, because the Avengers came out in 2012, and this was 2013, obviously, so we're really in big superhero movie territory. So I remember really liking this movie when I was a child and a young person, and I loved, you know, Henry Cavill, you know, like we'll say, he is literally the Superman of Supermans that you he probably didn't have to audition. You just saw his headshot and you're like, okay, you're Superman. And I remember really enjoying it. I remember thinking, yeah, definitely darker. I wasn't that familiar with Zack Snyder and I was okay with him being an angsty Superman. But as I've gotten older, I definitely have preferred the first half of this film over the second half of this film, which has become common amongst um, fans of the DCEU and just, movie lovers in general i think it's fine i think it's good i do expect me to be the most positive person on this because it does have you know nostalgic references to my heart but it's okay it's good it has its faults it's definitely not a perfect movie but it's not a horrible movie and for the first installment of a cinematic universe i think it did a pretty okay job with building a world for more characters to invade okie dokie moving over next to danilo castro um I'm a fan, uh, like my dad, of the Christopher Reeve Superman series, the first two in particular. It gets a little silly after that, but those first two hold up, I think. Um, And Zack Schneider, like you, Matt, I was, it's mixed. Um, His Dawn of the Dead remake is is fun. Uh, I think his Watchmen is actually pretty good. I know that's a polarizing one. I agree. And the Watchmen thing was sort of a double-edged sword because I thought he did a good job with that. But when he was signed, he signed on to do Superman. It gave me a little bit of cause for concern because it is a 180 in terms of content. Uh, and so I went into Man of Steel 
uh, cautiously optimistic. I was hoping that he would be able to sort of show some range outside of what he had done up to that point. And I didn't really get that. I'm not a fan of this movie. Um, did not like it really at all the first time through. Um, this is my first time revisiting it since 2013. I like it a little bit more. There's some stylistic things, some sort of nonverbal things, uh, like Lauren said, in the first half in particular that I think are actually pretty good. But as a whole, I, I still don't think it holds up very well. Uh, we'll get into all the whys, uh, I'm sure, as it goes on. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to be too high on this one overall. Okay. All righty. That's all right. The stands will only come after you and no one else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nicole, what about you? So I want to start by saying that I actually used to think I just wasn't a superhero person at all. Uh, I've never really been into the whole Superman, Batman, any of that. Uh, then I got into Marvel movies and realized that actually I'm just a Marvel person. And I, you know, there's a couple of DC EU movies that I like. But on the whole, I'm not really too fond of them. And I actually didn't see this whenever it came out. I watched this for the first time this past week to prep for this podcast. And to be honest, I signed up for this podcast for one reason and one reason only. And his name is Henry. So in in that way, the film did not disappoint me at all. Like in many ways, I was like, Zack Snyder knows exactly what I want from this movie. Uh as like, you know, we're not very far in and there's like a pan to Henry Cavill's abs. Um, <laughs> but overall, honestly, I just feel kind of like meh on the movie. It's sort of, it's it's good in some places. And I think like the casting is is actually pretty good. But at the same time, it's sort of everything that I always thought a superhero movie was that I was not very into yeah yeah and and that's understandable i had a feeling that you hadn't seen this one before nicole so i was thinking <laughs> to myself like oh when i saw you sign up for this i was like yep. oh she really likes you know the mcu and i think that there are specific elements to that type of superhero movie that this vision from Zack snyder doesn't necessarily contain so i was curious to see how you know you would kind of gel within that vision uh suffice to say i'm not surprised <laughs> <laughs> i also wasn't i was like you know what i should give it a try and see like i was really surprised by how much i like the marvel movies uh and yeah it came out pretty much exactly like i expected yeah <laughs> this is the more serious darker type of superhero fair or at least that's yeah. what people claim mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. edgy in all caps <laughs> Thanks, <Kate. laughs> yeah. there's a lot of angst yeah hello this is gary chahot welcoming you to check out the french history podcast our main show covers the history of france from the first humans until present if you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.
Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. All right, Dan, what about you? Okay, so look, I'm not proud, but I am very shameless. Um, I have been so attracted to Henry Cavill ever since the Tudors. Um, And when he was announced as Superman, I was like, can I buy my ticket now, please? (laughs) Um, And I, I was there opening day IMAX 3D because I am not going to see him on the big screen in any other way in this role um especially after that trailer <laughs> oh my god yeah can we just take a moment to really just acknowledge how amazing the trailers were for the for this movie incredible they were good really trailers incredible. yeah remember that first teaser had us all thinking that this was going to be like Terrence Malick's version of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, um, the potential. Oh, Zach. Um, yeah, and I will. I I will admit, I really loved this when I saw it that day, um, and I have very purposefully not watched it since because I've been afraid to. <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> yeah. I've been like so afraid that it would not hold up. So when I saw this on the schedule, I was like, you know what? Someone's going to have to stand up for this movie because I do think it has gotten an unfair amount of hate over the years. So I put in my Blu-ray that I own for some reason. <laughs> some reason. You're a fan. <laughs> and I watched it and um, it, I'm I'm going to say this. I don't think it plays as well on a small screen. No, I would agree with that too. I think there is something about the grandiosity of this movie that demands to be seen in a theater, but also like without that overwhelming audiovisual experience of watching this movie. Oh boy, are there script problems? Like, oh wow, oh ooh, ow, and like not just the character assassination done to Lois Lane, but like they there there are so many avenues for the script to go down that it sets up in the first act and then just refuses to engage with any of them. I think because they decided to put all the eggs in the Zod basket and like Michael Shannon is acting his little muscled behind off, <laughs> but 
it doesn't uh it doesn't hold together. There are things, there are lines in the last act that feel like they should be callbacks to something that took place earlier, but that don't actually exist. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why they're there. And it's just like the script is just not good. But granted, there are some moments that are like just ridiculously silly and I love them. Like, um, Ghost Daddy Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he should have been billed. <laughs> that's that's the only way I will ever think of this character from now on. <laughs> the scene when he is like when he is uploaded into Zod's ship's mainframe or whatever and is like showing Amy Adams around, just appearing around random corners and pointing or like doing that like close fist thing with his hand before a door closes on the enemies. Like it it is so ridiculously stupidly entertaining and I love it, even though it makes no sense. I mean it's my favorite uh laugh in a movie when she's like, did you do that? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. So I um I as I feared <laughs> Now, having watched it again, I am much more mixed on it than I was back in 2013. So I think when I first saw this movie, I I remember I was like around seven territory because uh, a lot of the things that bothered fans, comic book fans and people who really adored this character didn't bother me because my only real exposure to Superman growing up was uh, the animated series uh, sometimes that I would see on television. And I never saw the Richard Donner uh, films until much, much, much later in my life. So I didn't grow up with those uh, the same way that other people did. I'll admit I was a Batman kid. Batman was my shit when I was growing up. So that's what I have the nostalgic tie to. So in a lot of ways, this was my first real introduction to a live action Superman. And I well, that's actually a lie because there was also Superman Returns. But <laughs> the less said about that, that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> God, I forgot that existed until just now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but so. Heading into this, though, I liked 300. I really liked Watchmen. I think Watchmen is actually incredibly underrated. Uh, like Danilo said, I think the Dawn of the Dead remake is also pretty badass. Uh, so, yeah, I was feeling pretty good heading into this, and I walked out of it thinking it was good. It wasn't great. Like, it was no, it was no Dark Knight. This wasn't going to be nominated for Best Picture or anything like that. But I thought that it was good. Because it also wasn't like, you know, as fun as something like the Spider-Man movies or Iron Man. But what it did do was I thought it like kind of found a nice place in between something as serious and dark as the Dark Knight and something as fun and light as Spider-Man, Iron Man. Like it was like something in between. And so overall, pretty positive, you know, then I went back to rewatch it. And I rewatched it in 2016, three years later. And I don't remember why. I think I was just doing, I think I was doing like archive reviews or something for my, uh, for my blog back then before Next Best Picture even existed. And I just decided to rewatch this on a whim. So I rewatched the darn thing and I was a little bit 
lower on it this time around. And it had, once again, nothing to do with character assassination or, oh my gosh, oh, Superman broke Zod's neck. Oh, oh. the humanity. Like, I wasn't like in an uproar about any of this stuff. I was more so in an uproar about how unsubtle the script is, how, I don't want to say boring, but honestly, like I, I lose so much interest in the second half of this film than I do in the first half. And the other element to it is. I feel that there's so much story crammed in into its 143 minute runtime that it almost feels like that movie should have been scaled down a bit. Like, it, it's too grand to be the first entry in a franchise at times. Like, like you said, Dan, it deserves, like, that big screen treatment. And I've just always found that the best way to have these um, introductory films to a character, especially if you're kickstarting off a brand new franchise with a brand new actor, even if there's familiarity with the lore and the mythology of the character itself, um, I really do feel like you need to present a much more scaled down story because you need to lay a foundation that um, can be built upon afterwards. Kind of like Krypton on Earth, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like my, those were my biggest complaints overall, I would say. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of Man of Steel here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to our Patreon for Next Best Picture, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.